believe God together for uh, for light. Amen. For um, for stirring. For motivation. I don't know why I'm saying I was. I had not planned to say that. But you you know you, we never we don't want to to get complacent. I don't want to. You know, you could let yourself, it's not a good place to be, to just be complacent or just to put your life in neutral. You know, no, 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 no. It's the beginning of a new year, and we're going to progress. If we don't progress, then we're going to digress, because there's no such thing as just standing still. Because life keeps moving. The Holy Spirit keeps moving. And we're going to miss Him if we just don't continue to move with Him. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So this is, this is the day and the time to go forward. Yes. We're not going backward. We're not going to let the devil uh, do that to us. And we're not going to let the flesh do that to us. I remember years ago, I did not plan to say any of these, but I'm enjoying it. I hope you too. I remember years ago at a minister's meeting how that Creflo dollar was standing, and this was a while ago, standing next to Brother Copeland. He said, you know, if one thing could defeat us, it would be our flesh. So let's not let it. Amen. Amen. It's easy to just let the flesh do what the flesh does so easily. So was that somebody amening to me? Or? <laughs> Amen. So let's go to Romans 8, uh, verse 14. That's what we'll start tonight. And Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for redemption by the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your plan of redemption. God became flesh and dwelt among us. Lord, we worship you. We honor you. We want to continue on with you. We want to progress. We want to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. No matter what we went through last year, no matter what happened, we're not going to get stuck. We're going to go on where the rivers flow. Hallelujah. And where where there's the moving of the waters by the Holy Ghost. And so we thank you, Father. I ask you tonight that you give us all the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that as we look into Scripture, as we um, have come hungry to hear from you, Lord, that we do hear from you, and Lord, that we're led of you, even during the service. And we thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, you know, we've had the holidays and everything, and I was asking the Lord, Lord, um, did I get done with with the, the healing uh, messages, you know, that we were doing there for a while? And he said, no, you didn't get done. Uh, there's so much more. Oh, you never get done. But by permission, his permission tonight, I just, as I was studying, I went a, a different direction, and, and it, it yet uh, it has everything to do with us staying in health as well, uh, because that is our goal, to live in health. 
Amen? Spiritual, we, we were seeing how that, first of all, spiritual health. Mental, emotional, social, physical. Amen? Relational. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people that are really messed up. Can I say that? <laughs> and, um, and you'd think, oh, oh, they need to be born again. But there's some born again people that are messed up right here too. So we need the word of God. Amen. 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 And maybe all of us are a little messed up. <laughs> but that is why we progress. <laughs> that is why we continue on. That is why we rely on the Word of God and the Spirit of God every day. Amen? So Romans 8, we'll start with uh, verse 14. And um, I'm going to read out of King James. Yes, I've been reading other, other versions. I was asking Pastor, the, um, the Young's Literal Translation, is that uh, just New Testament or is it Old Testament too? That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, he asked me what I wanted. I didn't. I didn't ask that's for anything. No, that's that's for that's for the Christmas. No, no. The last the Christmas we just had. <laughs> the the Christmas we just had. That I couldn't tell you what I wanted. Now, now that's what I wanted. I heard Keith Moore say, use one word that has been a favorite word of mine since I've been in the United States. I remember one time telling my son, uh, I said something, and he said, Mom, that's not how we say it. Say it. And I said, well, Mom, Jonathan, it was a transliteration. And he says, there's no such word, Mom. I said, go to the dictionary. He went to the dictionary. He said, Mom, um, uh, forgive me, that's right, there's such word. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, when you uh, have a mother that is a foreigner, you learn a lot of, a lot of different words. Um, so he was talking about how that there's a lot of translations today that really are not translations. We're not knocking them. They help us. Uh, but they're, he, were, he was saying, and I agree, many of them are commentaries. Paraphrases, he also used that were commentaries. And so he says, I like when I'm studying I like those that are transliterations. In other words, they're the exact uh, translation of of the of the original uh, language. You see, so I'm not saying King James says, but that's what we're going to use today because it's not going to be hard. So, verse fourteen, Romans eight fourteen. We're going to talk about following the inner witness. Uh, so, I could, or you could also say becoming more sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. You can also, I mean, I have three titles. Choose, pick which one you like. How can I be sure I'm making the right decision? <laughs> um, so, Romans 8, starting with verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, the true sons of God. Um, and then verse 15 and 16, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. See, you've not, you and I have not received a spirit that leads you to fear. Amen? Uh, fear is not something to manage. Fear is not something to cope with. Fear something to resist. It is an enemy. It is a spirit of the devil. You don't mess with it. Amen. We are not to live life like mere men. 
We do not get advice from people that are not born again and filled with the Spirit and, and full of the Word of God. Amen? Uh, okay. So then it, it says, because we have received the Spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You've heard Pastor Jim tell you how, how when we were in uh, Israel, that that's how the children there are called their, their daddies, even today, Abba. Because that is a Hebrew word, Abba. Isn't that good? The Spirit, in verse 16 says, the Spirit himself is not, the Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit, not an it. See, when they translated it, they, they got that wrong. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. is a him. Amen. So the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. All right? So now let's go to Proverbs 20.27. 20, Proverbs 20, 27. Many of you can already quote it and tell me what it says. But we're respectful to the Word of God, and we find it in our Bibles, and we read it. I learned that from Dad Hagen. He said, I could quote all the scriptures on healing by heart. He says, but I still go and find them and read them. And so he trained us, and, and it was a good training that he gave us. Amen? Uh, when you honor, I was thinking about these, how that we have a generation that has not been taught to honor. Actually, we have several generations that never learned anything about honor. And, 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 you know, and you might be one that didn't, but you can learn and pass it on and, and utilize it. Make it be part of your life, and your life be totally different, different results. Amen? It's easy to say, I honor God. It's easy to say, I honor the brethren, or I honor my husband. Another one is to do it. Amen. The Bible tells me to honor. And I've learned, let me tell you, I've, I've learned. He's, he's always, I haven't always, haven't always been as good as I am now. <laughs> but, but you know, when, when you've been married for a long time and they start talking, you start talking, you start saying something that they've already heard a hundred times. Same story. My husband has always been so kind. He will always just... I, maybe he fakes it. <laughs> no. He, he'll be kind and listen. You know... I had to realize one time in my life I was impatient. He would he would start <laughs> he would start and I wanted to say, Oh yeah, I already heard these. But honor doesn't do that. Honor listens. Let me tell you, honor doesn't say I'm gonna let him or her talk while I think about something else. You reap what you sow. You you get in your marriage what you put on. Put in, excuse me, thank you. Prepositions are my my greatest trouble still. Right? There's ways to honor. We are to honor one another. We are to honor. You know, there's times you take it for granted, oh he's talking, I know I know more. I know better. I 
tell you what, I, I wrote these down, these, the, but, it, but it was later on in my, in my message, but the Holy Spirit gave that to me to, to, to bring it. So he knew, who, he knew all of us were going to be here, we're going to profit of these. Um, and it has to do with being led of the Spirit. The main reason, this is what the Lord gave me, to, and I wrote it down, the main reason we're not more led of the Spirit it's because we do not place ourselves in a position to hear. It is a question of honor. It, excuse me. It is a question of humility. True humility listens. True humility doesn't think they know at all. Excuse me? Repeat what part? The main reason we're not more led of the Spirit is because we do not place ourselves in a position to hear. It's a question of honor. It's also a question of humility. Distractions are a major hindrance to hear from the Holy Spirit. You know, we can be distracted sometimes by our own opinions. The Bible says, do not be wise in your own opinion. There's been times I've thought my opinion was higher than his opinion, only to realize, you know, I, know I, did, I didn't tell him, but he would say something, and I knew better. Okay, we've been married 45 years. There's a lot of dates included in that. I, I mean, we're, we're, gonna, we're now closer to 46. Uh, only to realize that actually he was right. So I learned through that to shut up and listen. Excuse me? It's white. <laughs> Shut up and listen. Amen. <laughs> and so, we're talking about being led of the Holy Ghost. Did you know I learned years ago, somebody very wise said, we treat other people the way we treat God. Who? If it hadn't been that that person was really wise, and sought after, I would have thought, I'd never heard that. Is that true? I don't think so. But they were right. The pattern is there. The same pattern. We want a, a pattern of honor, of, of respect, of listening. Amen? Glory to God. I don't want to be impatient with God, do you? Well, praise the Lord. Uh, so, so let me tell you, since I got there, I'm going to finish with these. Because uh, the Lord was just given to me, I was writing it. When, when I honor my husband correctly, I pay attention to him with no preconceived thoughts in my mind. Honor says, I don't know more or better than you. It listens. Did you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit talks, but people act like they don't know, like they know more than Him. <coughs> Have you ever done that? Pastor Jim was with, very humble in front of all of us Sunday, telling us, how he missed it with that car. <laughs> he certainly learned. He was young. He was learning. He doesn't have that pattern anymore. You know? So, 
it um i i um i'm gonna go back now to the scripture uh, the proverbs one because we haven't read it yet and even though i know that many of you have heard it many times i want to give you this quote i read it last night and i read it to pastor jim he goes whoa that's good uh is this this man he, his name is jim quick and i don't know that he's a christian to tell you the truth i i really don't know but but he has a lot of wisdom uh, he's a brain coach and and these these uh, um, that I'm going to read to you that I read last night from him is, to, is, is, is from the Bible. And so he said this, What robs you of mastery is taking for granted the familiar, the basics, the fundamentals. So, in other words, i tell you again, do you want mastery? We want to master we want to progress. We the, to in the area of being led of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We want to be led of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is always going to lead us right. So if we do, you see, we need to go back and be respectful and desire the familiar, the basics, the fundamentals. You see, that's why you never say, oh, no, that's scripture again. Amen? Uh, because we need it. So Proverbs twenty twenty seven is a, is a verse. I remember the first time that I heard it, I didn't get it. So I think that all of you have heard it already several times. And so you should have gotten it, or you're going to get it tonight. <laughs> Proverbs twenty twenty seven says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, that's the King James, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, in my margin, the word candle um, says lamp. Now, at that time, they had candles to be able to see. Uh, Today we have electricity. So what this scripture is saying is that the Lord uses your spirit to enlighten you. Okay, this is what it says. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The Holy Spirit is in your the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. What it says belly is referring to your spirit inside. All right? And so the Lord does not talk to your head. He does not talk. See, people think, well, God can talk to me through my thoughts. But where are those thoughts coming from? Have you matured enough in him to be able to distinguish when thoughts that come to you are coming from your spirit or from your soul? There's people, you know, we've been in the ministry for, for a few decades now that have come to me and the Lord spoke to me. And they tell me what it is that the Lord told them. And that, is, that was not the Lord. But they don't want to hear. Because, because they're so emotional. They're emotional people. And their emotions are so strong. They're, they're beating so strong that they think it's God. I have, I have people that come to, to, for counseling and they come, and they tell me very clear, you know, very dramatically what they're going to do, because that is what they, they just, they have the leading to do, 
And so anyway, I don't, I don't tell them not to, especially when they've been thinking to do that for years. But the more that, that they go and they start talking, those that really want to hear from the Lord, I'm just conversing and bring a scripture, they, they go, oh, so what I was thinking, what I was saying, contradicts such and such verse of the Bible. I didn't have to tell them. They start realizing. I don't even have to tell them they don't need to do what they're about to do. I actually say, okay, if that's what you want to do, I'll walk with you. But have you considered these and that? The, let's go back to the scripture, Proverbs 10, 27, uh, excuse me, 20, 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. It's your spirit that he uses to enlighten you. It's your spirit that he uses to lead you. He does not lead through circumstances. There's a lot of weird stuff going on today. I don't read it, but I'm told about it, you know, because there's pagan things and there's things that have come out of here or there. God can talk to you through these and God can talk to you through that. God can talk to you through a cardinal and tell you that your loved one that passed on is doing okay. Give me Bible and verse. I mean, chapter and verse. You, I mean, there's, a, there's all kinds of things that people, they're coincidences or they're whatever. The devil's the master of circumstances. We'll get there. So let me, let me, let me start with these, and it's just, those are the principles, the fundamentals. If you want to get more accurate at letting the Lord lead you, you must commit, first of all, to develop a life where you read the Bible daily. There's no shortcuts. Read your Bible daily. Amen? Uh, be satisfied in reading your Bible daily. If it's just a chapter, it's not hard to do, you know? I was just, just hearing somebody say the other day, if you, if you read one chapter a day in the New Testament, you will read the New Testament through in one year. And then you can read from Proverbs or Psalms or something. But, or, or if you want to tackle a subject, look through a concordance and find out about one particular subject. Read every day. But get wisdom, the Bible says in, in the book of Proverbs. Get wisdom. Get understanding. You see, you're not, you, you, your ability and my ability to be able to be led of the Holy Spirit hinges around how much of the Word of God that I hear. Because the Holy Spirit will always agree with the Word of God. And so the Holy Spirit can, can talk to you, but if you do not know the Word of God, you may be paying more attention to the voice of your emotions because your emotions are being really loud and very clear. But if you know the Word of God, then you're going to say, okay, that's not, that's not God because that's not the Word of God. Amen? So, so first we must commit to, to reading the Bible, letting the Word of God come in. Amen? Paying attention to the Word. Uh, number two, commit to develop a prayer life. 
I'm not saying that you 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 know nobody starts doing an hour every day, but you commit to having a prayer life time when you pray and and that includes fellowshipping with the Lord that includes worshiping him, praising him, thanking him, amen, not just asking him. And telling him what you're going to do that day. <laughs> Amen. And we talked about prayer. But it's a, more than anything, I'm talking about a prayer life of fellowship and communion with the Lord. Get to know him. You know him through his word and you know him through prayer. All right? So those steps are going to keep you safe. And they're going to help you to be ready to hear correctly. All right? If you do not, and that's no condemnation, no putting down, but if you're not a person that commits to read the Bible and pray every day, and you need to make a decision, then it will be good that you go and receive counsel from somebody that is full of the Word of God and of the fellowship with the Holy Spirit because you're not ready to be able to hear correctly. I'm talking, you know, uh, is this so? Glory to God. So, uh, I wrote this and I'm going to say it because it's true. I used to be in, and Pastor Jim knew that, Lydia, on some things, not on everything, but there were on, on uh, uh, few areas of my life. Um, I used to be very indecisive and insecure about taking certain steps. More than anything, I would, I would doubt myself. I would second guess. You remember that? And uh, the Holy Spirit helped me. Uh, my husband helped me. But, you know, he would tell me th things. Lydia, just make a decision and, 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 and let it go, you know. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't until I learned the principles of how to be led of the Holy Spirit that I stopped being indecisive and insecure. And so I bring this to you uh, again from the premise that we were told by a, by a young uh, pastor um, who was talking to us that we were the age of his parents. And he said, please teach us the things that helped you overcome. Don't think that you have to bring to the young people this new thing and then just tell us what works would work for you. And so I have to tell you these, um, that, that that is what really helped me. I had never been taught how to be led of the Holy Spirit. Now the Lord led me. I had a walk with the Lord. I did read my Bible every day and walked with the Lord. And the Lord helped me and guided me. Thank God. Uh, but... Uh, you know, that he did. But then there were certain areas I would be, um, I, I was indecisive and insecure. I'm not anymore. Now, that doesn't mean that I always make quick decisions. Because if I do not have the answer from the Lord, I'm not going to make a quick decision and make a mistake. I learned, again, from Dad Hagen. He brought up scriptures to us. They had always been in the Bible. We had read them, but they had not rung the bell to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so he said, he that believes does not make haste. Did you know that's a scripture? It's a verse in the Bible. So we learned not to necessarily get in a hurry. 
You know, the devil puts pressure. Make a decision now or you'll lose it. It's like, buy these right now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> Don't do anything under pressure. Make sure that, that it's God. Pray about it. Amen? And, and I'm going uh, to share with you now. So when I learned how to be led uh, of the Holy Spirit, and when I learned that I had a guide on the inside, um, that I had a lamp, that I had a leader, although invisible to my natural eyes, oh, 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 although I could not hear him with my outer ears, uh, the Holy Spirit was in me, and I could hear him clearly in my spirit and follow his direction. And when I started learning that, I started hearing the voice of the Spirit and the most simple things. As a young wife in Waxahachie, Texas, you know, uh, my neighbors was tight. We were both going to school. And something came on me. I was not feeling well. And I heard the voice of the Spirit. Uh, sustain me with raisins. Did you know that's a scripture? Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I was so, so young of a wife um, that I would, I, at that time, I, could still, I would still hear the Lord talk to me in the scripture in Spanish. Because that's what I had read, you see. And so I heard, sustentame con pasas. I, I, and that pasas is raisins. And uh, sustentame, sustain me. And so I went and I ate some raisins. I guess maybe my blood sugar was down. And then I was fine. The Holy Spirit knows everything. He, he knows everything. You know, he can tell you things that are important and things that are not, but, but he loves our fellowship. And if we're open to him, he'll talk to us. I've heard him talk to me about things that I'm not going to tell you because the they were not for you, they were for me. <laughs> Amen. Well, anyway, I told you that one. Um, let's go to Hebrews 4.12, because I want to share this with you. And these are, again, fundamentals. People use the words spirit and soul interchangeably. But in the Bible, they're not interchangeable. Uh, the Bible uh, makes a difference between them. So we're going to see these, Hebrews 4.12. And I'm bringing these to you because of the scripture we read in Proverbs 20.27. 20, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So the Lord uses your spirit as a candle, as a lamp, to bring the light that you need. He, he has every answer to every secret. He has every answer to every dilemma that you and I will ever face. Yes, amen. amen? Every decision that we need to make, the Lord knows exactly what you need to do. Sometimes he'll tell you, so, you know, go to so-and-so. Just follow him. So Hebrews 4.12 is one scripture where we can see that there's a difference made by the Word of God between soul and spirit. It says the Word of God is quick and is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Many of you know by heart 1 Thessalonians 5.23 but so that you can uh, underline it in your Bible. You can remember it. We'll go there. First Thessalonians 5.23 
says, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and that is W-H, totally. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So just two scriptures in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the Bible says that's a scripture. Let every, uh, every, every counsel, everything, every, every situation be established. So, so we have two witnesses. I could show you more, but for sake of time. So the truth is, and we've studied this before, is that you are a spirit. You're a spirit. That's who you are. And you have a soul. You have a spirit that has a soul. The soul is composed of your, of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your intellect. Your intellect, your reasoning, and your feelings. You see, uh, it used to be, I think things have changed anymore, I don't know that necessarily, but it used to be uh, men were more given to reason and women more emotional. I have, in my short life, and having been in church world, um, learned a lot, even from my parents. I, I don't agree with that. I think both women and men are equally given to reason and to emotions, but they express them differently. They express a different set of emotions or a different way of reasoning, you know? But then again, I think we would make a mistake saying this is how men think and this is how women think because there's many different types of men and many different types of women. And a lot of us women have been raised by, by fathers that trained us, and we got a lot from them. You know, uh, when, I met my when I married my husband, I had to break him of the habit of, of calling me Felix. <laughs> Felix is my daddy's name. He would say, yes, Felix, because some of the things I would say would remind him of my daddy. <laughs> Ah, anyway, anybody else can relate to that? Uh, <laughs> somebody doesn't want to? <laughs> oh, praise God. We can laugh in church, right? So, but the truth is that we have a soul. And we live in a body. We live in a body. If you're born again, the Holy Spirit abides in your spirit. John 14, when I give you scripture to validate that. You already know that, and you believe it. But let's see the scripture where we learn that. John 14, verse 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. That's something. He was talking to the disciples that had not been born again yet. Now he is in us. We've been born again. But you see the disciples weren't able to be born again until after Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen? That's when they received the Holy Spirit in their new birth. And then uh, in Acts 2, 4, they were in the upper room and they were filled. Amen? But today, we're going beyond the upper room. There's, there, there's, more, there's more that we should expect of ourselves. 
Amen. The 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 book of Acts uh, is it's so wonderful, but we ought to be having things like that happening all the time. Amen. Among among all of us, through all of us, glory to God. So, um, since God dwells in us, in our heart, in our spirit, that is where He's going to speak to us. He's in us, in our spirit. That is what He's going to. Speak. He does not communicate directly with your mind because He's not in your mind. He's in your spirit. Okay? And so there's there's it takes a training of your of your uh, spirit man of your spiritual man to be able to distinguish when a thought comes to the mind or from within. Because your, your mind is going to receive things from the outside. Your mind will receive information from the outside. But your spirit will receive information from the inside. Amen. Just like your emotions. Your emotions receive information from the outside. You're, you're all going like that, so that means that you're looking at it. You know it already. So, Proverbs twenty twenty seven again, it said, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. So that means God will guide or enlighten us through our spirits. We've said it before, but we'll say it again. So these, again, we're going to, the, to those basics, those, those fundamentals. You, you contact. Uh, or you contact the spiritual realm with your spirit. You contact the mental or the emotion and the emotional intellectual realm with your intellect, with your soul. And then you contact the physical realm with your body. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I've told these men before, uh, uh, I'm in love with all of you. <laughs> Spirit, soul, and body. You live with a person for a long time, you know their spirit and their soul. You love them and you like them. When you walk with the Lord. Amen. Anyway, um, so let's continue. Second um, Corinthians five seventeen. Everybody knows, but we're gonna respect the word of God and go over there and enjoy it. Amen. Just like somebody said, what is it that you like? Do you like? Uh, around here, everybody likes steak. I think, right? Um, what else do you like? Hamburgers, do you? <laughs> or somebody said, you know, I mean, you like baked potatoes? Well, do you just, you just eat it once and you don't want to eat it again? Right? No, you enjoy it again. Right? Uh, so we enjoy it. You tell you, I enjoy the Word of God. Amen. I enjoy reading again. Amen. It's just like M Melissa. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna uh, applaud you, and that she goes yummy, 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 or something like that, right? About the word of God. Yeah, you go like that. So I like that. Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Say, I'm a new creature. I like, there's a, is it the Amplified or some of the, it says a, a new species of being. 
göra nu nu brid göra nu brid that had never been before you know before, I was thinking about this today the 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 first disciples the twelve apostles no because one of them went wrong but anyway there was another one took his place but the apostles and then all the disciples that follow Jesus closer uh, in Acts to Ford where were there were 120 and one of them was his own mother Mary don't you want to have what they had they were all filled with the spirit and they all spoke in other tongues can I tell you a secret that I'm going to make public so a secret no more <laughs> one of the things that I'm believing God is that for this year is that everyone that attends this congregation is filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking and other tongues. Amen. Amen. It is a privilege. It is a must. All of those that were closer to Jesus, they wanted, don't you? Aren't you one of the ones that's closer to Jesus? So you ought to have it too. Amen. You ought to have it too. It belongs to you. You need it. You need it. Go to, with me to Jude 20. And I'll tell you what, why you need it. It's because we know for a fact, it's not the only way, but we know for a fact that praying in other tongues will uh, mature, will um, build up, will charge up, will strengthen your spirit. And so we want to be led of the Spirit. We want to follow the Holy Spirit. We want to be full of His Spirit. So one of the, the uh, Jude 1.20, did I say wrong? Did I, or did I say right? Yeah? Uh, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Let me tell you, praying in the Spirit will help you. It will help you locate your spirit man better than, than just about anything. You know? And... And people do it, and even people that do it every day sometimes don't do it long enough. I'm not putting anyone under condemnation. You know, life is such. But we need times to do it. And we need times to do it together. Many of us come to prayer meetings and we do it together. And, and you know, when we decide we're going to do it, we're not doing anything wrong. There was a lot going on, you know, back decades ago. Oh, they're talking in tongues, that's wrong. You ought not to do that in public. They were, they were getting, um, they, you know, it just showed the ignorance of the Word of God. You don't just take one scripture out of context and make a doctrine out of it. There's a tongue and Sometimes Pastor and I flow in that. There's a tongue to be interpreted. But then there's a tongue to pray to build your spirit man. And, and there's so many uses of praying in other tongues. Too many Christians that, spirit, that are spirit-filled and that do, do pray in other tongues do not use the privilege enough.
again, we get in a hurry. You want to hear from the Lord enough and accurately enough, you'll give time to praying and the Holy Spirit to quiet your mind and hear from, from that part of you that is being built up and is your spirit. You, you may know the Lord with all your heart and, 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 and be a, a very consistent in your Bible reading. But let me tell you the dimension that you receive when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and, and with the evidence of speaking in other tongues is, it, is like nothing else you've experienced before. Uh, so, where was I? Um, okay, so, so there I made that case that, that uh, the Bible, and there's so many more scriptures that, that I could sh share with you, but I need to close today. So let's go back to Romans 8, 14, 16. Uh, when we're born again, you understand that we still have the same body as before. I was born again, I was a brunette uh, before, and, and, and I remained one. <laughs> And my husband would let me go blonde. <laughs> Not that I would want to. I would think I would look really good. At but anyway, the outward man does not change. But the spirit man on the inside, we read in 2 Corinthians 5.17, has now become a new creature. All right? Uh, and because God guides us through our spirit, it's important that we allow that inward man to dominate our lives. There's too many Christians. We fail any time, any of us, we will fail any time that we allow our soul to dominate or our body to dominate. We want to mature and grow spiritually and allow our spirit, our inward man, to dominate our lives. Amen? When, when it's your inward man that dominates you, you're going to walk in love. Amen? There's just too, too many precious people that are that are being led by their souls or by their flesh. See, a soul, a mind that has not been renewed with the Word of God, is just as much the flesh as your body is. A lot of people think the flesh has to do just with the body. No, the body is not going to do anything. Uh, on its own, the body, the body is not going to do anything on its own that the mind does not agree with. Before you go and have that extra piece of pie or whatever, your mind gave you a picture of it, and you went and did it. <laughs> <laughs> So when we're talking about the flesh, it's not just your body. Your body cooperated with, with, your, with your thoughts, with your instincts that are not sanctified, or with whatever. They, they, they are the playground of the enemy is the area of the soul. You see, and that's why we must deny it. Anything that will not cooperate with the Word of God. Am I making... Okay. All right, so the number one way, I want to finish with these, and we'll have to continue... God guides all of his children is by the inward witness. Romans 8, 14, 16. 
as many as are led by the Spirit of God, the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received. Say, I have received the spirit of adoption, whereby I cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself, as the scripture, verse 16, the spirit himself bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. So you see, that is your spirit. That is your inner witness. You know it in your spirit. Your spirit that has been recreated by the spirit of God. The spirit of God is in your spirit. And so somebody would say, so this person's born again. But why are they so carnal? <laughs> the Bible talks about Christians that are carnal. And it talks about Christians that are spiritual. Amen. We want to be spiritual. So in order to be spiritual we're going to have to do spiritual things. If you're always surrounded by carnal things and carnal ideas and other people with, you, you see, once you're born again, I, I, I guess I'm going to the fundamentals. I didn't mean to go there, but I will say it. Once you're born again, you cannot run with the same crowd you used to. You cannot receive counsel from people that are not in love with the Lord and His Word. By their fruits, you will know them. There's the counsel of the godly and the counsel of the ungodly. The Bible talks about it. Amen. And so you, you you just you can't. I remember growing up even and going to university and everything. I just you know, I had uh, guy friends that I would have to do study groups and things but but it never even occurred uh, my mind. And they knew it. They all knew it. Um I'm not going to date you. I mean it was like case closed from beginning. Why? Because they were all, they weren't born again. They weren't after God. Didn't matter how cute they were, or how cute they might have thought I was, it was a long time ago. <laughs> you know, it's Amen. And the Lord brought me there cream of the crop for me. Amen? Amen. So, anyway, we will continue. Uh, but let me give you these, if I may. Can I give you these? Feeling is the voice of the body. Reason is the voice of your soul or mind. Conscience is the voice of your spirit. And so we'll, we'll get into that. Lots of people, I feel, I feel, hear yourself, hear yourself think or say. Anytime you say, I feel these, I feel that, that's not the leading of the Lord. The Lord does not lead you through your feelings. Can you read that again? Yes. Uh, feeling is the voice of your body, of the body. Reason is the voice of your soul or your mind. And conscience is the voice of your spirit. Let me, let me um, go back to, uh, to what I said anytime you feel these or that. Uh, we're not led by our feeler. <laughs> I've told you before, you know, raising a daughter, she would, there was a time there as a young teenager. I feel these, I feel that, you know. 
And I would say, well, you tell your feeler to stop, <laughs> to stop it. Oh, it took a while, but praise the Lord. She grew out of that. Because your feelings can be so loud. So loud. And your feelings will talk to your mind. And your mind will get in agreement with your feelings. And before you, you know, your thoughts, you feel that, that you feel something. And your thoughts will get involved with it. Before you know it, you'll make wrong decisions. Amen? We're going to make good decisions. We're going to make Holy Spirit-led decisions. Amen? And we'll make some mistakes, but we'll get up again. Amen? as many times as necessary because the Lord is in us and he believes in us. Praise God. Have you ever thought about that? The Lord believes in you. <laughs> he, he believes in you so much he put himself in you. Amen. Amen. Okay, but praise the Lord. We'll stop here tonight. Uh, the word of God is good. Amen. Very good all the time. And we're learning more and more. Well, you're a blessing. Tell somebody around you, you're a blessing. May not look like it, but you are. <laughs> I, I had to see if you're wide awake or not. <laughs> oh, no, you are a blessing and you look like it. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs>